from in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Drowning puppies. Genesis 6, 6 through 7. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. Can you imagine being so mad or disappointed with your child that you drown the kid and the family dog? The justification for this horrific act is that the kid never listened to you and was utterly defiant. Nothing can be done to save him. How dare this kid act upon his own free will and disobey your rules? And that dog, it never stopped pissing on the rug. Drown it with the evil child. It's okay to kill and torture as long as your victims are disobedient. Christians wholeheartedly worship a deity that created imperfect beings he knew he would want to drown later. Christians want you and your children to worship a documented child killer. They want to rule our government according to what this character has said and ordained. It's past time we put aside these childish concepts and beliefs. There is no boogeyman. The invisible man Christians worship can't hurt you. Only bad ideas in the hands of monsters. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is Christian author, screenwriter, and songwriter, Kevin Kraft. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for agreeing to be on. Thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. Um, so you got a few books out, I think three or four at this point, correct? Correct. What's your, uh, Deboro? I'm just going to, I'm probably going to butcher this. Deboro the bottlenecker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Doboro actually. Doboro the bottlenecker. Yeah. Nice. First off, what's a bottlenecker? A bottlenecker is somebody who plays slide guitar. Ah. And I don't, know if, I don't know if anything about slide guitars, but um, it's a, well, I got I got the I got a cigar box guitar here. Of course you do. <laughs> I love but it. Rather than rather than rather than fretting the guitar mm. with you know, with my fingers, because you know that's not you, you use a slide. Ah. Because, uh, many of the slides that they used back in the old old days were glass slides. They broke off. They, they were actually bottlenecks broken off of bottles. Wow. And, uh, so you can use a glass slide. This is a metal one, but it's the same thing, and you just. Get that slide sound, you know. But that's yeah, awesome. That's what, that's what a bottlenecker is. It's somebody that, that you play slide guitar, basically, and usually a glass slide, but you can use metal slides. As that well. makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you for that. I appreciate. Now I know. Now everybody else knows. Well, I'm sure we're all very. Um, so three of these books. Tell us a little bit about them. Um, Dobro is, uh, he's, he's the protagonist in three books, going to be four, four by the end of this year. Nice. Um, he, he is a man who is uh, blinded and crippled in an assassination attempt. Mm. And uh, he's, his family is wiped out. He's the only survivor. He is spirited away by the FBI to, the, to South Korea, where he begins seven years of rehabilitation under this martial arts master, and who's also a physician. Uh, but it's really harsh training, combat training, survival training. And, uh, you know, he's basically, he's, he's, he's more capable than, after that point than he was ever before. And, but he, come, he returns to the States and uh, becomes a, kind of a blind uh, avenging angel. Um, he carries a sword in his cane and uh, he's, 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 he's trained in martial arts and 
survival skills. So uh, he's, but he's a man of faith as well. And so his faith is what really kind of carries him, carries him through that process. And, and indeed he relies upon for his very survival um, and, and the adventures that we find him in. And the first book is kind of his, an origins tale as far as you know, how he became, he went from being Dave Granger to Dobro. He assumes in this and assumes name, his alter ego as it were, so. That sounds crazy sauce. So we've got this, the sword fighting samurai, like, or martial artist, bottlenecker. That, that's so fun. Um, yeah. Oh, oh he, he's, he's a blues singer too. That's, oh, that's of course. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, <he's> <laughs> Love it. So, so is this kind of a character based off of yourself? Many things about him. Yeah. Um, I, I basically um, had a germ of, a, of an idea as far as what I wanted Dobro to be. And I said, you know, the only way I can really write this is if I, if it's if I, I become Dobro. So mm. if I were Dave Granger, you know, or Dave Granger is me, what would I be like yeah. if I went through what he went through? And so it was that. That's why it, it, you know, Dobro is very dear to me because he is. He's. He's. I'm, we share a lot of the characteristics. He is me in a lot of ways. If I were to go through what Dobro went through, I would be like he is. And uh, so yeah, there's there's a very there's a very a lot of Dobro in me. Gotcha. I mean, we tend to do that with authorship, you know, a little self-reflecting in there in our characters and sure. whatnot. It's always fun. Sure. Um, so do you have any other favorite authors or books that you that you get inspiration from? Um, I loved uh, and I still love to read uh, Mike Crichton's Michael Crichton's work. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Jurassic Parks and <gasps> my favorite uh, book yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a great book. I think I've read it and, like five uh, times. But, yeah, but my favorite author is a. I don't know if you've, you may, may not have heard of him, uh, James Byron Huggins. Hmm. No. He's uh, he made a splash. He started out making a splash in, in Christian books, uh, but then went th and then became mainstream. Went you know, and and wrote some thrillers. He hmm. wrote things like uh, Leviathan, which was my all-time favorite novel. Huh. And uh, he wrote a. He's he's working on a, a Sylvester Sylvester Stallone is uh, doing a film of one of his books uh, called Hunter. Huh. And, uh, and so by that, he's pretty cool. But uh, I had actually became friends with Byron. Uh, I, when, when, I went in, when I read Leviathan years and years ago, I, I, huh. I just flipped out. I was like, man, you know, this is the best book I ever read. It's a book I wish I'd written. And I contacted, <laughs> I contacted him even at that point and said, has this ever been made into a movie? And uh, he said, no, but you know, that's a, that's a nice thought and everything. And, and over the years, I, as I became a writer myself and I started getting into filmmaking, I thought this has got to be made into a film. <laughs> and so uh, about three years ago, I, I contacted his, I contacted him again through his agent and his agent putting in touch with me and saying, I think that this should, this should, this should be a movie, you know, yeah. would you mind yeah. if I try to get it made in some way? And uh, he, they said they gave me their blessing, and uh, and then I and then they said, well, we need a script first. And I said, well, I'll be glad to take a crack at it. I'm a script writer, and uh, they they gave me the blessing to write the script. It was an honor in itself, you know. This is my, <laughs> yeah. favorite, my favorite book, my favorite <laughs> author. I want you to write the script of the book. Yeah. So I wrote the script over the next several several months, and uh, I gave I presented it to him, and uh, Byron Byron loved it. Mm. I call him Byron. Call yeah. him Byron. <laughs> Um, but uh, Byron, Byron loved it. He said that this is the best adaptation of my work I've, I've ever read, and he, and so that that began a collaboration trying to get this thing made into, into a film, which it may very well be in the next year or two. Nice. So, uh, so he, yeah, so he and I, he and I could be we get in touch every once in a while. He's working on uh, one of his other books right now, bringing that to film. He's a producer, going to be producing that. But he says he, he wants me to direct Leviathan if, if if he can work it out. So that's what I'm hoping for. That'd be a dream come true. But anyway, but uh, yeah, uh, James Darwin. Huggins, my, my favorite author, Leviathan, was really in, inspirational to me. Uh, and I mentioned Mike Crichton. Robin mm. Cook is another one that I really mm -hmm. love. Uh, Robin Cook, Coma, uh, um, Mutation. Uh, he writes, they just write such great arresting books. You know, when, 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 I, when I read them, I feel like I'm, like I'm watching a movie. Right, and they yeah. Keep, and the way that they write, it keeps your attention. There's never, mm. never anything boring, you know. And it's just like it just moves. But they, they really inspired me as far as a, as a, as an author goes, about you know how it works. How do you keep people's attention? How do you yeah. keep them reading? How do you keep them reading down the page? Yeah, across the across page? the page. I, I remember. <laughs> I heard you talk about that one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love Mike Crichton and all of his stuff too. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into your 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 faith. Um, where does it come from? Where's the, where's the roots of it? Did you grow up in the church? Did you 
come to yeah. it later. Grew up in a church, grew up in a, in a, in a Christian family. Um, I remember as a little boy going forward during a, during an altar call, but it wasn't really, I just did it because I was supposed to, basically, you know, yeah. and, uh, but it never really met anything until, until later, you know, probably when I was 15. Hmm. Uh, I'd always hmm. believed in God. It wasn't that I'd, I, I never, I never believed in God. I always, I always knew God existed, um, at least in my own mind. You know, he, he existed. He was there. I just didn't know him. And, um, but it wasn't until like I was about 15 years old that I really just kind of came, I guess God found me at the right time. I came to the end of myself and just really committed myself to him. And uh, from that point on, it's just been, I've just been, I've been in the, in the faith, you know, uh, uh, from that point on, um, learning and growing all the, all the time, you mm. know, and uh, uh, it's, that's, yeah, so. Gotcha. So you said that, that God found you, Yahweh found you. How did he find you? And what was the process with that part? This is the parts that always can, are, are very curious to me. Yeah, it's kind of, and, and I'm sure that it's, it's, uh, it's probably unique with a, with, you know, from person to person. In my case, like I said, I'd always been conscious that I always believed that God existed. I never, never had a problem with that. Um, when it came to a personal encounter with him, I think he just, I, I was always someone who was pretty self-assured. Um, I thought that I was pretty intelligent. You know, I was always took an intellectual approach to everything. Um, but I also relied upon my own, you know, wits and, and, and that kind of thing. And I think the Lord just kind of taught, he kind of found me at the end of myself. I, I, you know, things in my life were at a point where it's like, I, I really didn't feel I had much control over anything. Things weren't working out personally and personal relationships and everything. My whole life just seemed just unsettled. Hmm. And uh, I, I was at a, I was at a camp, a summer camp and um, it was just, you know, thinking about the things that had, that had been happening as a Christian camp that we used, we used to go to. And, uh, and I was just thinking about some of the things that, that were said. And I realized, you know, I really, I really don't know God at all, hmm. but I want to, you know, and then it's like God says, okay, now I can work with you. But he brought me to my knees. It was like, I, I just, I, I just, you know, my heart just broke, you know, and I realized, you know, how much I really didn't know how hmm. much I really, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I, I thought I know a lot. I don't, I don't know anything. I thought, you know, I said, and, I, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, you know, to, to, to change my situation, to ma manipulate my, my, uh, my, my environment or my situation. It's like, and it just brought me to the point where the only place I, I could look was up, mm. you know, and I said, okay, I'm looking up God, if you can help me, if you can use me, you know, you know, I surrender myself to you. And from, and that was a point where things changed. And, uh, did, and did realized, he answer you when you said that? Yeah, it's he. Yeah, he answered me. It wasn't an audible voice necessarily. It was more of a and of an understanding. Um, he speaks to he speaks to my to my to my conscious consciousness to my through my soul and of course through his word, you know. Um, but it's just it's a it's it's almost it's almost it, it's almost like an audible voice. It's like a relationship um, when you recognize God. Uh, and you come to, you know, hear his voice, recognize his voice, you, you know, and then it becomes a relationship. It doesn't have to be audible, but he speaks to your soul and to your heart. And, uh, you know, he'll, he knows how to speak to you too. He, he, he knows exactly how to reach me when I'm being stubborn. So, you know, it's just, what, you know, it's just what to say and when to say it and how to say it and sometimes who to say it through, you know? And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, huh. it's one of those things that it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain uh, when you experience it, you know it. Um, you know, if, and, if, and if you don't understand, if you don't, if you never experienced it, or if you don't know it, it sounds kind of weird. You know, yeah, but, uh, I, I, that's that's where that that whole I'm trying to understand thing because to me, that's kind of weird to to to. Now, the way you explained it was it wasn't a physical voice, but it was more of a a knowledge. You you maybe kind of a put at ease type thing. This is where you want to go. You you know what you want to do. Is that that kind of where you're going with that? Something like that. It's like a. How do you explain it? It's it's like a it's when when a, when a, when when thoughts well, when a thought or an idea or uh, something it, it, it's expressed to your to your mind or to your soul that you know that didn't come from you. You know, it, it, it's some it's it's it's, it's somebody else. It's, it's it's another. It's somebody else. It's God. Okay, you let's know, address that. How do you know it did, didn't come from you? Because all I know is things that come from me in my brain, the way it works, yeah. you know, as an, as an author, um, mm -hmm. you have an idea, 
suddenly there's an idea there's nothing there. there's nothing there man you got writer's block all of a sudden this to me i kind of like the stephen king route where it's a cloud and you just it, words and ideas come out of this cloud you know and sure. it's and if you don't catch it it's gone you know <laughs> right, yeah. so that's how that's how, kind of how i see it it's my own brain and i'm curious how you decipher between your own thoughts and 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 yahweh sending you messages yeah yeah it's oh how would i explain it i guess i would say that oh um i'd probably be quicker at this if i were rested up <laughs> you're good, you're good. <laughs> but but um i think it's the the very essence of our my faith is entirely counterintuitive Okay, it, it, it goes totally opposite to human understanding and human reason. That's the, that's what makes it a counter a countercultural uh, thing. It's because it's you know what God what God and Christ uh, expect as far as my behavior, for example, how I treat other people is entirely counter counter counterintuitive. You know, when it's, I know that it's God, especially when I know, because it's not just something that I wouldn't think of myself. It's something that, it's not a direction that I would go personally. You know, huh. God, God tells me to, you know, when, when I meet an enemy, somebody hates me or, you know, reviles me or something like that, you know, my human intuition is to, you know, throw it right back at him, you know, <laughs> maybe even, even to hate them or to hear to hit them. But, but what does God say? No, love your enemies. You know, well, he says that in one spot. Children. He does say that in one spot, but he also says to kill a bunch of people that you know don't agree with you or <laughs> well, that worship uh, other gods and stuff. So, uh, yeah, well, that, but that's a that's a that's a that's a different that's a different scenario. We're talking about um, God uh, and eradic and eradicating evil that left unchecked hmm. would be more destructive as if he left it around. And we can we can talk about that too. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, but uh, yeah, but that's 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 but that's the thing is like you know it's totally counterproductive, and I, and I know that it's God when I when he when he tells me to, to do something or you know it interjects something into me that makes me say I don't want to do that. But okay. <laughs> let's, let's take a scenario <laughs> for instance. Like like me, my my biggest thing is driving. I people mm. drive me nuts while I'm driving. They cut me off. They go slow. They don't use their signal when they're and just I, I get so irritated and just little things yeah. just irk me so i've been practicing on it and working on it and you know the other day somebody cut me off today three times probably you know and and, and you just you feel that build up inside of you and you just mm -hmm. kind of take a breath take a breath you breathe or one of my things you play the jurassic park theme in your head i'm okay you know and i find ways to work around it but i don't i wouldn't attribute that to to yahweh or or any other god for instance or spider-man you know i, I mean i could Spider-Man did it, but yeah. to me, it's my own, it's my own subconscious, my own brain doing it, you know, trying to reason my way out of it and stop being so angry all the time and stop overreacting yeah. uh, for little and things. And, and that's, and that's yeah. kind of the difference there I see between. Sure. Yeah. And then and, and that's fair. But I, I, I guarantee you though, that if you were, if you were to become a believer or encounter Christ or anything like that, you would find yourself even, even, even after that, after that point, you, you would find that, that you'd find what I was saying is true is that he doesn't he doesn't think like me you know and so and so and his expectations are not my expect are not the same that I would expect for myself he expects something better hmm. one thing uh, that you uh, when you mentioned the driving thing uh, classic example that comes immediately to my mind uh, where, the, where this came uh, this, this where what I'm talking about you know hits the road is uh, I was a supervisor at a uh, a center for uh, mentally ill people it was like a it was like a place for them to wait until their doctor's appointments hmm. and uh and i remember this with this one guy that this this guy came in one day and uh you could tell he was angry about something but he was he was just being a real real you know <laughs> you and, can say uh, it on this show We're, we got the adult okay. yeah, you're good, you're good. <laughs> but uh, that's you know but, but, but you know and, and i was and i was like trying to get him you know but you know he was like throwing things around and slamming mm. things around and being rude to people. And I had to come out and say, Hey, you need to calm down, stop, you know? And yeah. he called, he called me the N word a number of times by the time, every, by the time everybody in here had cleared out, you know? <laughs> and um, now you gotta understand that when I was really young, before I met the Lord, I was, I was, I was kind of an angry person. I always had a, because I, because I wasn't sleeping. I was an insomniac. 
mm. then. And so I was, I was always moody. I was mm. always angry about something. And if somebody called me at the, all the N word, I would have decked him, you know, lost your shit appropriately, yeah, exactly. appropriately. Exactly. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Okay. This is, that was before I was saved. So this guy going back to, to my example, uh, calls me the N word and threatens me and everything. And I finally was able, you know, I did, I did but I didn't get mad. You know, I didn't mm. get angry at all. What came to my mind and what came to me was he's got a personal problem and it has nothing and it has nothing, <laughs> it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with mm. me. He's mm. just acting out. He, he sees me. I'm the target. Yeah. So he's just trying to get a rise out of me. Lashing out irrationally at you. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, and so I, I just I just said, you know, I, I, I didn't say anything about that. I didn't address that. I just said, OK, you, you just need to leave. All right. I don't want to have to call the cops or anything like that. Would you just leave and come back when you're feeling better? Yeah. And he ended up he ended up leaving, you know, mm. and, I, and I didn't get upset. I wasn't. But somebody came in afterwards. Uh, one of the ladies comes in and she's wide eyed and she says, oh, I just knew you wanted to kill him when he tried to get the N word. And I, and I was like, I didn't want to kill him at all. I, I felt compassion for him. You know, I, I just felt like he just had, he had a problem. That's all. Yeah. You know? Didn't have anything to do with it. But that, so that's what God did, does to me, that kind of thing, where hmm. I don't act out according to my own, my own bents or my own, you know, uh, intuitions. Or Irrational. Ideas irrational yeah, reaction just, to yeah. something like it's, that for yeah, sure so, 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 so he tempered me and changed me to, th to think differently than i would have before Interesting. I, I, I know, so. and i use my humanism for that and i think of the other person the same way they must be having a bad day their kids must have been annoying them in the morning or they got fired or they didn't have anything there could have been a million things to make this person angry exactly. and upset start putting yourself yeah. in that person's shoe for sure that's mm -hmm. how i you know exactly exactly yeah. let's take a step back and, and, you know, the yeah. world's a bigger place yeah. than just you and your little. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> For sure. So I wanted to dive in a little bit. I did. I did see one of your um, um, on your Facebook thing. You, you, you mentioned your life's pursuit. And I was just kind of curious about that. one. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? My life's pursuit is to glorify Yahweh and enjoy him forever to know him and make him known. Yes. Yes. Is this something you 100% agree with and all that shenanigans? Yeah, I, I sure do. Everything that I everything that I do, I, I, I hope, you know, I hope uh, glorifies and magnifies and magnifies God. And so, uh, yeah, sure. Why is that? Um, that's just, I guess it's, that's what I'm made for. You know, that that's, that's what, that, that, that's why God made people was to fellowship with him hmm. and to enjoy one another, you know. Uh, and if that fellowship is broken, God had to do something to restore that. And that's where Jesus Christ came in. And so my pursuit is, is for everyone to know that, hmm. to know God, to, uh, to enjoy him, you know, um, no that's way. what he wants, you know, that's what he wants for everybody. And so, that, so my, my, my life's pursuit, so that, that, that's what I, that's what I do everything for. I always, I do everything for the glory of God. You, know? you, you did mention that, you know, uh, we were made for him. Um, in Isaiah 43, 21, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. So is that something you concur with and sure believe in? So that brings up so many questions. So, so Yahweh made, he, he's an eternal being, right? Yes. You, you, gotcha. Eternal being, all powerful, all knowing. You described all that. Mm -hmm. So one day he decides he needs to be praised. One, randomly. I mean, he's been alive forever which is a weird thing in itself to think about somebody that's been alive forever at one point just decided now I want to make people now I'd like to be praised. I need to have a relationship at that point when he needs that praise or wants that praise, how is he still a perfect being if he needs something or wants something? Well, he's perfect. I mean, he, in a way you could say he invented, he invented perfection. Hmm. He, he just suggested as, as, as he invented, you know, he defines or invents what is right and wrong. Um, I, you know, if I could explain everything about God, I would, I would be God and I can't, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a created, I'm a created being, you know, like you're a created being, the angels are created beings and they don't know everything about, about God probably. Hmm. Uh, I remember reading uh, one of the things that, that uh, tickled me was, I was reading the book of Enoch, hmm. 
Mm. This is an apocry apocryphal book, but it's, it, it's, it's interesting because uh, it gives an account of the angels uh, in heaven uh, back just before the flood, you know, mm. when evil was rampant and everything. And uh, it is, and the, and, you know, some of the angels had, had already, had already uh, fallen with Satan. And uh, it is interesting. I thought it was interesting because it had said that the, that the angels there were pretty much just kind of looking down seeing what was happening and saying, is God going to do something about this? You know, <laughs> and so, and so <laughs> you get the impression, you know, the angels don't know everything about God either because they're created beings as well. So some of the questions that we would like to ask, you know, and some of the questions that we stumble over, we can't answer them entirely because we, we wouldn't be able to understand. God could try to, God could explain it to us. We wouldn't understand it. It'd blow our brains, huh. you know, we'd, we'd, we'd be lobotomized. You know, if we tried to understand everything about God. So there, so there are a lot of things that I don't understand, you know, yeah. that don't make sense to me. And even the Bible only explains things in ways that we can understand hmm. as human beings. But God is so much greater than even that. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm thankful that he's even done that much, you know. But uh, yeah, I, if you try to, try to, con you try to, you try to comprehend God, and you may as well just march yourself into a padded cell. Because well, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to explain it. You're not going to be, it's not going to make sense to you. The Bible even plainly tells us that the, you know, that the things in First Corinthians, you know, the natural man can't, can't discern the things of, of the spirit of God because they're spiritually discerned. You need to need a change in your spirit through God in order to be able to begin to understand God. And so those questions, like, like, like you asked about the perfect being, it's like, all I know is he is perfect. All I know is what he tells us about himself, and that's all I have to go on, you know? Um, well, I trust him. I trust him. And so, you know, everything else that I don't understand, I hope maybe he'll explain it to it when I see him. But uh, I, I, I can't understand a lot of, a lot of things. You know? My issue is, thank you for that. My, my, my main issue is a lot of those big things, those things I don't understand. That's where I have a problem, such as, you know, sure. why would he create us and he wants us for praise? Why would he need praise so much? Why would he sure. want praise? And that's such a weird egotistical thing to do. Um, mm -hmm. But he also says in 1 Corinthians 14.33 that he is not the author of confusion. Right. The Bible is rather confusing to me. There's a lot of confusing things in there. Well, you mentioned the, uh, the angels, mm -hmm. uh, the fallen angels, Satan, and, and then you've got the just before the flood, everybody's evil, like completely evil, like horrible evil, and they mm -hmm. need to be destroyed. Well, God created all of this. Mm -hmm. He made all of this knowing that there would be evil people and he would have to drown their children and them sure. and, and all the animals and mm -hmm. so that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me if you're going to create something just to drown it later or create something just to have it uh, rebel against you and, and and rule the world and, and turn people against you why would you create such a thing if you're yeah. just looking to be pray i don't know it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense there's a lot of things in there that just don't add up no, to me. I, you know what i'm right i'm right with you <laughs> a lot some of those things don't make a lot of sense but again it, you know then again i i return to my to my previous point i i, I can't understand it. he's god you know the bible says you know he sits in the heavens he does as he pleases Yes, I can't, I, 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 I can't, I, I can't, give, I can't give God counsel. I, all I can do is question, you know, and what is confusion for me is it's only, you know, confusion is there's confusion in that. Well, I don't know why he would do that. And then there's confusion in that, you know, it's almost contradictory, you know, it's like, wait a minute, you're saying this and then like, I, many things of God, if you give it time and give it study, you know, can make sense. Other things of God won't make sense to us because we just can't comprehend God's thinking and his plan as high as his ways are, are, are as high as heavens are above the earth, so are his ways our ways. So if we, even, if we think we're going to understand everything about why God did what he did and why, he's gonna, why he does what he does and why he's going to do what he's going to do, we, we're fooling ourselves, you know? Eventually, those of us who are, you know, who, who, who are, you know, follow him or love him and, and uh, see him, you know, some of many things are, are, are going to make sense, you know, so um, he'll explain to us. But for right now, we're we're just looking through a, a, a mirror, a glass darkly, you know. Yeah. So. Um, so what parts make sense to you? About the Bible, the God's story here. Uh, which parts make sense to you? Um, I would say, well, it's kind of a, I don't know, that, that, that's kind of. It's kind of an odd question to ask because there's so much in the Bible. 
Um, I would say that the things, the things, it'd probably, it'd probably make more sense. It'd probably be easier for me to answer the things that don't make sense. The flood, me. the angels, Satan, all that stuff. Yeah. Is that well, I, I would say the angels, the angels thing, you know, why yeah. God would allow the angels to, to rebel without yeah. putting that down. Wouldn't know? that be sin in uh, heaven? I suppose so. You know, yeah. um, uh, that, uh, uh, why, you know, if, you know, again, if, if God knows the beginning to the end and knows that all these things are going to happen, why would he allow it to happen? Hmm. You know, why, why would he allow angels to rebel? Why would, he, why would he allow man to sin? Although man is given a choice, you know, he loves, he loved us. He, 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 when it came to Adam and Eve, he, he gave Adam and Eve a choice, hmm. you know, and, and he made it clear, you know, um, yeah. do, this, do this at least to life, do this at least to death. Uh, he, he, he said, he said everything and you know clearly to them and then gave them a choice they chose well, to disobey and well that so, was after he put the trees in there though like yeah. why put the trees in there at all why even bother he tempting wanted to give them? them he wanted to give them a choice he cared enough about them he loved them enough he didn't want them to be robots he didn't you know? need to put the poison tree he in the middle them. of the daycare well it wasn't a poison tree it was a tree of knowledge of it's a tree enough. that caused the fall of man i know but man caused the fall not god god gave him the choice his God, choice, okay. giving them the choice was an act of love. He said, I, I want you to choose to life or and, death and, 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 and to love me, you know, and he made it clear. You don't, don't just out of every other tree you can eat, you know, out of every, every yeah. tree and then he made it like a fruit, but, but don't eat this stuff. One. They already eat. Yeah. Now, 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 now it, it may, it may help to, it may help to understand. This is the, 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 the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay. What okay. It's another way of, of uh, explaining it is, you know, what, and it goes back to the, the, the temptation of, of Satan and, you know, to, with Eve, he said, when he, when he said, uh, um, God knows that when you eat of it, you know, you, you'll, you'll know good and evil, basically, is what he said. And what that really, what that really means, uh, I heard a rabbi say this, and it makes sense, is that uh, what it came down to was that Adam, and they could either take God's word for for what is right and wrong and when what is you know of, of knowledge or the, or if they ate in the tree they would be determining for themselves what is good and evil and that was the, the that, that that was the the catalyst the essence of the of the sin at hand was that by eating of the tree of life they chose to determine what was good and evil themselves <laughs> instead of obeying what God had said and that's what was that that's what caused the fall and so and that's been the, 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 the that's been the struggle of mankind from the very beginning was that you know god says this do it this way leads to life this way leads to death and man because of his arrogance and because of his uh human fallenness always you know by his own left to his own devices descends into the wrong path and then yeah. god has to do something to correct it and then you know and then ultimately that 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 that, that correction was was jesus that helped bridge and can, heal the heal that that relationship between god and man he, that was jesus that was the role of jesus but it's, if you look at the history in the bible <clears throat> uh, and the, the jews are our, the israel was our example the bible says you know they go through this this cycle after cycle of obedience to god and then they idols evil they fall and descend into decadence and sin God punishes them by having them be enslaved by somebody else or something like that. That's they not cry cool. Out to God, God, <laughs> and then God, then God, then God hears them and He says, "Okay, I'll rescue you." He lifts them up, raises them up again, and the entire cycle starts again. You know, <laughs> and everything. Let's so go back to the Adam and Eve thing. I totally understand. That definitely, Yahweh gets mad and sells his sells his favorite people into slavery. I don't yeah. think that's a great idea. Well, um, it, it, got them, it, 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 it was effective, the, wasn't it? <laughs> no, because they still don't believe in Jesus. Um, so, yeah, well, and that's, and that's another thing. And, and, and I hope, hopefully that's something that they'll change in the future because God has a plan for Israel. That's, that's, that's the whole thing is that regardless of Israel's constant disobedience and disregard for God's plan, uh, he still has a plan for them in the future. I think that there's going to come a time, hopefully that, that, you know, that even, even Israel, all of Israel will, will finally accept Jesus as the Messiah, but we'll see. <laughs> Even if they don't, that's God's plan for them to yeah. burn it for eternity. Um, so let's go back to those trees real quick. Um, okay. First off, it doesn't say that they gained their own knowledge or, of what good and evil they use their own. I, it's, a, it's a fun little way to think about it. And the, mm -hmm. the dots connect. 
but I just don't see it in there as far as the story itself in the story. You have to add to it and whatnot. But so what I see right. with these trees is, is these trees, he made them look like fruit, not decaying animals or, or feces hanging from a, a, a branch or something. He made them look like fruit. And this, that's what they were eating was fruit. So my yeah. analogy is kind of like they're in a, it's a daycare. I go into a daycare and I fill a gummy worm full of rat poison. and I put it in the middle of the room. I put it in the middle of the room. It doesn't need to be there but I want to give them a choice. So I give them a choice. I tell these kids, do not eat that gummy bear. It's full of rat poison. It will kill you. Guarantee you the second I leave, somebody will eat that gummy bear. To make matters worse, what God did was he allowed Satan into the garden. Now we can debate whether that was Satan or not. I don't think it really was. Um, never really says it, but that's a whole other <laughs> side mm-hmm. thing there. But then yeah. God lets the bad guy in. So what if I let this guy in to convince the daycare kids to eat of the gummy bear that's going to kill them. I let that in. I put the gummy bear there. It would be my fault. But when God puts the trees there and lets Satan in, it's our fault. So would you blame the kid or would you blame me for putting that thing in there? I would blame the kid. Well, no, Ouch. not the kid. No, no, actually, actually, no. No, in your example, in your example, though, what you're giving about the, the gummy bears like that. Um, no, I, I wouldn't blame the child. So what's the um, difference between that scenario and what Yahweh did with the trees? Well, Satan? I think I think it, I think it's it's different because uh, number one, we're not talking about children necessarily. Adam and Eve were were obviously old enough and smart enough, and God made them you know old enough and smart enough to be able to understand what what He said. But did they know right from wrong? Did they know good from evil before they ate of the tree? Well, good the good well good and evil was 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 a matter of of obedience. You know, it was a matter of God said to not to do this and to do this. And so if we do what he says not to, then that's, 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 that's disobedience. That's, that's sin. That, that is, that is the essence of evil. And so that they knew what was right and wrong and they chose being beguiled, being beguiled by, by the serpent uh, to do what was wrong. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't grab onto, they didn't remember, or I don't know if they didn't remember, they remembered, they chose to disregard God's word on the subject, which was the most important thing, they they allowed themselves to be to be beguiled into into disobeying God. That's victim blaming at that point. They're <clears> the <throat> victims. They're the victims of the God who put that there and and made it look like a fruit. They're the victims of the God who let the guy in there to convince them. They're <laughs> victims at that point, and then they get cursed. <clears throat> the curses. You can, that's. Are, I mean, you can you can look at it that way. I don't look at it that way at all. But I like, would look I, at the children as victims. I would look at the, the Adam and Eve as victims. I I don't think they understood good from evil. That's why that tree was there. They sample it, and now they understand right from wrong, good from evil. Um, they didn't understand. They yeah. That's a whole other thing though. But, but yeah, I, I think they 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 understood enough to know that God said not to not to eat it. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. So still their fault. Yeah. <laughs> Even though God knew they would do that. When he put uh, again, in. again with, with that kind of thing. I mean, you could we can we can we can talk about that all all day and not reach a conclusion about why God did it. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then that's one of those un, unfathomable things that we can't understand. You know, we're not God. Yeah. So, well, you, 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 you have said several times that you you know God, mm-hmm. and and you have a you have this personal relationship with. Yeah. Him. As much as now, I, I don't. I mean, there obviously God is God, so. When I say I that I, I know him, I, I I should probably say he knows me, and huh. he, and he allows he allows those who who love him to at least know something about him to know about it. And, and a lot of that is through, through Jesus, obviously, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah. Gotcha. So d- does he answer your question? Say like you had a difficult Bible verse, such as the the whole Garden of Eden thing. If you were to pray to him, would he answer that question for you? Um, not necessarily, hmm. only because, uh, like I said you know, earlier, uh, there are just some things that my finite brain can't comprehend, even if God were to try to explain it to me, I, I wouldn't be able to understand it. His, his, hmm. the way he thinks is entirely, you know, I, I can't, I, he can't, he doesn't, he doesn't think like me. He doesn't think like us. Well, why know? did he give us brains that can't comprehend his actions? I don't know. I mean, look thoughts. what happened. To, look what happened to to the brain to the to us with the brains he gave us. <laughs> All the problems that we that we that we cause and that we've seen and that we and that we and you know, it's like not a very good know, job. I, 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 I don't know if if him giving us bigger brains 
to uh, to understand what it would made it would have made things better or worse, quite huh. frankly, you know. Um, I mean, if, if he wants to have a personal relationship and he loves us, I think he would make us, you know, or at least help us understand him. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But there are people who don't understand them any more than I, than you or I do, that love him with a love that is, you know, that would make, you know, that is, is, is undeniable, you know? Is there um, anything so, else you love that you don't understand? I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's it's weird to have a personal relationship and, 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 you know, love something that you don't understand. To me, that's a little strange. <laughs> I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess in a way, in a, in a, in a comical way, I could say my wife. <laughs> I, I don't always, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't always, I don't always understand her or how yeah. she thinks necessarily, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, why does she, why would she think that? Why but she you think can ask her, that? you can have that two-way well, conversation. I can ask her, yeah. And I, and, Hopefully. And I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you too, that after 30 years of marriage, you know, I know her more, hmm. you know, than I, than I did when I first met her. Yeah. But I, but, but I still don't, there, there are still times where I don't always understand why she thinks a certain way. And she's a human being. Hmm. Now, bring that to God, you know, I mean, there's no way that my hmm. human brain is going to be able to understand. And that's just, you know, and then it comes down to a matter of trust, you know, what does God say about himself? You know, what does oh. he say? You know, yeah. I mean, he, he says he's, that he's, that we find, that we can find the truth and we can trust him. He's love. He cares about us. Despite the, despite the, you know, the sometimes awful, you know, genocides as we like, as you, as you call it, uh, you know, uh, he doesn't do that lightly and he doesn't do that quickly. It's hmm. usually after a long time where he gives man a chance to repent, to turn away from his evil. And he'll usually send somebody to, to tell him to do it. And the, in the case of the flood, it, it, it was Noah. Hmm. Because while he's building the flood, he's preaching to them. Well, and he's and preaching to a small group of people. He's not telling the whole world. Well, he doesn't have an email the, or the, the, internet it's, access. It's, <laughs> the, it's the whole world that was known at the at the time you think know, noah got out to everybody he sent a dove and like letters I, you know, to the whole world i can only I, I can only assume that something like that got a lot of attention somehow you know yeah and, but and, like and, and, and they didn't need email or or airways to do it they, they <laughs> he's got around look at this crazy guy <laughs> down in the next town he's building a boat <laughs> yeah, he thinks we're all gonna flood yeah news got around you know they 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 got messages you know i don't know uh, what the population of what the world was back then, but it, uh, but obviously you know apparently I should say apparently apparently um, somehow everybody world, knew you know yeah it's something somehow you know I mean he had hundreds of years to uh, how long was he building the ark was it a hundred years even if it was a hundred years he didn't get, go anywhere but, he had to build the no, ark well he couldn't but, go but, evangelize but but cities. <laughs> Communities and cities, they engaged in they engaged in commerce. They had they had ways of of uh, of getting news from one place to another. It wasn't it wasn't cavemen, you know, no, yeah. wrapping on stones. They they were very sophisticated, you know, back back then. And there was ways yeah. that, that even that even that even if the population, you know, was huge, there were ways that news gets around. From people <laughs> from place to place, from place to place. Did you hear about the the guy building the boat? You know, yeah. um, what's he saying? Why is he saying you're doing it? You know, that that, that got around. I mean, that's not beyond that's not beyond reason. So I don't you know. know. So, I'd, so I'd have to beg to differ on that one. I just think it's very okay, far fetched that, that he <laughs> reached everybody. But you that's know, that's fine. a great explanation. I think, I think, you think know? everybody. Oh, and also, also too, also huh. too. Um, there were you know, it's not it's not as if anybody listened in the first place you know and so and so god god knew that too you know so he, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't necessarily have to pre to get the word out to everybody god knew god knew how wicked and irredeemable mankind had become which is why he sent the flood in the yeah first place. yeah so, so that that, that takes care of that you know well <laughs> but not, not necessarily i mean he wiped okay. everybody out for okay. me that i think it's quite an egregious act He's got all these kids and puppies and kittens that just get wiped out along with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. That is not something I find loving, competent, or rational. Yeah. I mean, if if I saw this one area where everybody was horrible and bad, well, first off, I wouldn't flood them and drown them. But I mean, yeah. I wouldn't kill their children. I, I, that's just something I wouldn't do. And, and 
if we're going to look at who Yahweh is and the way he thinks, we go to the Bible. And when I go to the Bible, I see the flood, things like that. And the, the Exodus story, the, the killing of the kids there. And there's there's so many, Jephthah and his daughter. And then to make matters worse, you got things like Deuteronomy 5, 9. I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation. Uh Exodus 34, 14, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is jealous, is a jealous God. So he's wiping out kids. Why? Because he's jealous. I don't see any of that as a good thing. I don't see that as a rational, loving being. Yeah, and I can, I can understand you saying that, but at the same time, God is not us. And our sense of justice and righteousness, uh, that, that doesn't, it doesn't influence God. If all. God's sense of righteousness and justice is wiping out children for the sins of their fathers, I'm not going to be able to get behind something like that. But I have a small, I may have a small people brain, but my empathy and my common sense tells me it's not good to drown children or slaughter children as he does. Well, in, I, can, I can understand that. And I, and I, and I, and I can't, I'm not going <clears> to, <throat> I'm not going to sit here and apologize for God or even, or even try to explain hmm. all, all of that that's that's god's that's god's vein i mean in, in my humanness you know I, I would agree with you it's like that's awful you yeah know? but but god probably he's probably thinking but you don't know you don't know what i know you know what in the why, world about, could possibly about, def- about, about why that had to take place Man, you know? yeah. again we're talking about we're talking about times when evil has reached such a state where it was irredeemable where even even the children were irredeemable. Yahweh the can't redeem were, them. Even, Yahweh even the can't. puppies were even the puppies were irredeemable. But, that, but, but, but again, I can believe the kittens, but not the puppies. Not the puppies. <laughs> Come on, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but again, again, you know, I, I almost think about I, I almost think I remember the line from a uh, an upper Sandal gentleman where General Jessup, Jessup mm. is talking to coffee and stay and the in the courtroom and he's saying, You have the privilege of 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 not knowing what I know and not knowing you know, that kind of stuff, you know. And I think God is sometimes the same way. It's like, yeah, you think I'm I'm cruel for doing these things, but yeah, I'm not. And 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 if you knew and if you understood it the way I did, you would you you wouldn't think that. But because we're limited in our understanding and we have our 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 only our own human and societal uh paradigm to to look at what we're given in the bible that's all i can use um, that's all that's all we have so the rest is that it's all up to trust you know and, and that god knows what he's doing and that despite how horrible these things and he he would say they're horrible too it's hard to, to trust that. a documented child but, uh, killer though kevin no I, I i understand and you can call him you can call him a child killer he killed i mean well, he's uh, documented but, and he did it but, but but again you know we don't we're not we're not god we're not sitting in God's place. We, we're not, we don't know God's thoughts or how he thinks. Uh, we mm. don't, we, we can't, we can't know that. And all, all we can do is either, you know, you know, trust him and, and accept it. And, you know, or we can, you know, we just reject it and say, okay, I can't get behind it. That's just, that's the choice everybody makes. So you, you know what I would have done, Kevin? Yeah. I would have softened some hearts. If Yahweh can harden a heart like he did with Pharaoh, he can also soften hearts for good purposes. He hardened the heart for bad purposes so he can show off his powers and all that shenanigans. So, I mean, why couldn't he just, I mean, if I was God, I would have softened hearts instead of wiping them out. I mean, that would have been, I I wouldn't have put the trees there, but that's a whole nother back to the beginning part there. But you you know what I mean? If what, I was God, if I were God, if I were God, I I would, I would, I would do a lot of things different, you know, but here's the thing. I'm not God. Yeah. There's a God and I am not him. You know? I'm glad you don't slaughter so, uh, children. So we're, we're good. Yeah, That's yeah, why we can know? get along, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, I, I know that despite my own hmm. thing, you know, thoughts about such things and how I would do things, God is, God is always right. Hmm. He's always right. And I, you know, regardless Man. of what I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't doubt it at all. I just, I just don't understand it, but that's okay. That's where we are. Um, We're pretty much out of time here though. Why don't you tell the folks at home where we can grab your stuff at? All right. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Time's over so soon. It it happens so fast around here. I'm talking with you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, but they can find me uh, at my, my website is kevinmcraft.com. They can find my, you can find me by name on Amazon and, and Kindle. That's where my books are, are being distributed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can go to the Kevin M. Craft page on Facebook if they want to keep uh, tabs on me there. Um, 
Oh, and my movie site, uh, my movie production site is Heaven's Wheels. I'm sorry, Heaven's Wheel Productions. Dot com. That's man, like, you're a busy man. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, get some rest, Kevin. Thank Thanks you so much for your time today, man. And uh, take you. care. I'll, we'll keep in contact for sure. All right, man. Thanks. I, I really enjoyed talking with you. you know, I wish y'all the best. Same, man. Right. Talk to you later. Take care. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? From in the beginning, <laughs> from in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is how I must as what.